Hello, this is Carolyn, and today I am going to be replaying an episode from last April. It's episode 18, the first of a three-part series on hope, transformation, and victory, which I call the cycle of recovery. So I invite you to go back and listen to all three episodes, 18, 19, and 20. But for today, I am going to be posting episode 18 here because I am preparing a series of episodes that have to do with our bodies and our physical health and how that relates to our mental health. I have several people I've talked to that are all on that same topic. And in October, sometime in October, I'm going to be running that series. So until I get that started, I will be posting some uh, good old favorites of mine. So enjoy episode 18 on the cycle of recovery. It all begins with hope. Welcome to the Mental Health and Faith, a Closer Look podcast and YouTube show. I'm Carolyn Cooper, and here I hope you will find encouragement for life in this complicated world as we talk about mental health, wellness, our recovery journeys, and living as a Christian with a mental illness, as well as other topics. And I always welcome your comments, questions, and even suggestions for improvement or for additional topics that you'd like to hear. My contact information is in the show notes. So thank you so much for being here and enjoy the episode. Hi, this is Carolyn, and today we start a three-part series on the cycle of recovery. And what is that cycle? It is to find hope, experience transformation, and recognize victory. And over the next few weeks, we're going to dig into each of those three elements in this cycle. But we have to take a step back and ask, what is recovery? What do I mean when I say this is a cycle? In other words, an ongoing process of recovery. A definition of recovery that I really like is from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. And that definition is that recovery is a process of change through which people improve their health and wellness, live self-directed lives, and strive to reach their full potential. Let's dig into this definition a little bit. Recovery is a process of change. In other words, it's ongoing. It takes time. Recovery is a journey. You may have heard that before. The important thing to know is that recovery is possible, but it doesn't happen without taking some steps, taking action. And when we take action, when we begin the process of change, when we start the recovery journey, we will improve our health and wellness. Living self-directed lives simply means that it is your choice. No one can make necessary changes for you. No one can get the help that you need to get. It is your decision. In fact, this little phrase here, to live self-directed lives, actually can be quite challenging if you know someone in your life that has a mental illness and does not get the help they need. We cannot force it on someone because it won't do any good. 
If they did start making changes and weren't invested for themselves, it would only be temporary. The important thing about recovery is to accept the responsibility for your recovery for yourself. And that final phrase in this definition, strive to reach their full potential. Notice again the word strive. That means we work, we're working for it, we're pushing for it, we're, we're trying for it. And as a Christian, I believe that we will never reach our full potential in this life. And again, that's not a bad thing. We know as Christians that there is something better than this life anyway. And one day, we will experience it when we are living with our Heavenly Father. I'm going to read that whole definition one more time and think about some of the information I just shared about the meaning of this. Recovery is a process of change through which people improve their health and wellness, live self-directed lives, and strive to reach their full potential. So with that understanding of recovery, we're going to go to the first step in this process, the first step in the cycle of recovery, and that is hope. Why is hope the first step? Well, without hope, for me anyway, when I did not have hope, I felt like I had lost my purpose. I couldn't see that my life mattered to anyone. I was only a burden. I was getting in the way. I was making all kinds of mistakes. Life lost its meaning. I was discouraged. I was in despair. I thought God had turned his back on me. I was I was pretty much a very broken person. But I didn't have to stay that way. That's where hope comes in. Hope comes in and addresses the lies you're telling yourself. To say that my life didn't have meaning was not true. To say I didn't have a purpose, that was not true. The truth is that God has a plan and a purpose for everyone. But he gives us the choice on whether we're going to find it and pursue it. Let's start with some definitions. What is hope? Well, according to dictionary.com, hope is the feeling that what is wanted can be had or that events will turn out for the best. Merriam-Webster says that hope is the expectation of fulfillment or the success of a desire that we have. In other words, for both of these together, it basically means hope is believing that something good is going to happen, that something we want to happen will happen. Now, as we know, hope is essential to the recovery process because you have to believe that you can get better. You have to believe that recovery is possible, and it is. That recovery may look different for everyone, but recovery is possible. Let's listen to what the Bible says about hope. Jeremiah 29:11 If you don't have this verse memorized, you need to memorize it. It is fantastic. And remember, this is in God's word, so this is true. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. 
They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. The Hebrew word for hope in this passage means expectation or outcome. In other words, God wants us to have a future. He has a future in mind for us, and he wants us to have hope. He wants us to know that we can expect for him to bring good things into our life. Now, that is not to say that we will always get everything we want. That isn't to say that we will never have pain, because we know this world is hard. And if you are struggling with a mental illness or trauma or a chronic health condition, you know that it is hard to get up every day sometimes. God wants us to have a future and a hope here on this earth also. He wants us to have a good life here. But there's something more important than a good life on earth. And that is an amazing life in eternity. And when God says, when, when God says in this passage that he will give us a future and a hope, we have to know that for some of us that could simply mean that we will find our healing experience when we are in heaven with our Father in our eternal home. Psalm 146 verse 5 says, How blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Now in this verse, there is a different Hebrew word used for hope. And that word means examined or wait for. So we know that sometimes we, when we hope for something to happen, we usually hope it's going to happen pretty quick. But the definition of hope in this psalm, in this verse, builds in the idea that a lot of times we are waiting. There is an element of waiting when we talk about hope. We're waiting for things to unfold. We're waiting for something to happen. We're waiting for a turning point in our life. Let's look at one more. Hebrews 6, 18 to 20. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Now, we don't have time in this podcast to really dig into all of the, the rich meaning of the words and, and what uh, the author of Hebrews is saying here. But what we can latch on to pretty quickly is that hope is an anchor. It is something we can hold on to. When we don't have anything left, if we can find that spark, that just little tiny bit of hope, we can latch on to that as a starting point. The Greek word for hope in this passage also means expectation, an expectation of good. But to put it in a Christian perspective, hope also means joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. And that's the kind of hope that it is more important to have than any other kind of hope. Hope in your eternal salvation. Hope in your Savior. That is the first step. 
Because without hope, are you going to make any changes in your life? Are you going to get the help you need? You have to have hope to start with. Now that we've gone over some definitions of hope and tried to understand a little bit more about what it is, where do you find it? The step, this first step in the recovery cycle is find hope. That's because sometimes you have to go looking for it. It is something that you are searching for, that you need to find. And I'm going to give you three ways that you can find hope. First, just carrying on our theme, is by reading scripture. Read the stories in the Bible of people who seemed to be down and out with no hope, and read how God worked in their lives to give them a purpose, a future, good things. God did that over and over and over in the Bible with characters like Noah and Abraham, David, Joseph, Mary Magdalene, Saul turned into Paul. There are stories of hope throughout Scripture. So that's, that's one place that you can find hope. But what about out here in the real world? And I know that's probably what a lot of you are wondering. Well, how can I find it for me? Another thing you can do is to observe people in your life. And this is one reason that a support group or finding a support system is so important. Because when you talk to people who have walked your walk before, they can share their experiences with you. And that can give you hope that you also can experience a renewal. You can find hope by hearing of stories from real people, people you can touch and hug, people you can cry with, people who will listen to your story. That's a wonderful place to start finding hope and building hope is with the people in your life who know what you're going through, who've been there and done that, who have seen more victories than you have, who have been transformed in ways that you want to be transformed. Surround yourself with people who can help you experience hope. And then the third thing is look at the events and things in life. Look around you. Observe. What is taking place in the world that can give you hope? Now, you may say nothing. And you know what? I kind of agree that right now it doesn't seem like there's anything in this world to give me hope. But look a little closer. My husband and I have contributed to the Samaritan's Purse Project before. It is the the Christmas box, the box of presents for children all around the world. And that definitely is a way of sharing hope, of showing hope. It gives me hope to see that people are caring so much for children around the world. Look at the food pantry down the street or at your church. People there wanting to pour out their love 
of others by providing for their material needs. And in this case, by providing food to help prevent hunger. There are things going on in this world that should give you hope and excitement that God is still alive. He's on the move. He is at work through his people. Look for those things to counter the, the other uh, things that happen in life that can really bring us down if that's all we're looking at. So those are three ways that you can start to find hope. By reading stories in scripture, by being involved in a support group or talking with others who have been in your position, and by looking at the world, observing the world around you to identify places where God is showing up, where there is hope. I want to go back to the Bible now because there are a group of psalms that I want to call to your attention. Psalm 42, 43, and 44 are all psalms of deliverance. 42 and 44 both clearly are marked that they are psalms from the descendants of Korah. Now, 43, even though it doesn't have that little tagline, it has a verse that is repeated from Psalm 42. So 42 and 43 are connected by a a particular verse that's repeated three times in those two Psalms. And 44 is connected because it continues in a theme of crying out for deliverance and also for the sons of Korah. So that's some of the evidence for these three Psalms being connected. And what I'd like to do is just read part of it. Take note that the author of these psalms is not holding anything back. When when we are talking about the cycle of recovery and talking about hope, you have to know that it's okay to express that you're searching for it, that you don't feel it, that you need it. It's okay to express those things. It's in fact it's it can be a healing experience to cry out to God in this way. So I'm going to read from Psalm 42 and I'm going to read verse 5 through verse 11. Psalm 42 for the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah. Starting verse 5. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God again, my Savior and my God. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you. Even from distant Mount Hermon, the source of the Jordan, from the land of Mount Mizar, I hear the tumult of the raging seas. As your waves and surging tides sweep over me, But each day, the Lord pours out his unfailing love upon me. And through each night, I sing his songs, praying to God who gives me life. O God, my rock, I cry, why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones. They scoff. Where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? 
I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. It's okay to cry out that you're discouraged. It's okay to express your brokenness, your hurting heart. But as you do, listen to this still small voice. Think about the people you have in your life surrounding you. Start to find hope even as you're crying out in despair because God is here. He is here. He loves you. He has a purpose and a plan for your life. It's interesting because uh, as I was preparing for this and look when I was looking up definitions of hope, I actually found a, a little bit more information on hope as far, far as being part of the re- recovery process from SAMHSA, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. This is what this secular organization says about hope. Hope, the belief that these challenges and conditions can be overcome, is the foundation of recovery. A person's recovery is built on his or her strengths, talents, coping abilities, resources, and inherent values. It is holistic, addresses the whole person and their community, and is supported by peers, friends, and family members. This secular organization is promoting hope as a foundation for recovery. Hope is essential. Now, there are some things about that that I want to just kind of go back and express in in terms of a pers- as a person of faith, as a Christian. First of all, hope is a belief that our mental health issues that our pain, that our brokenness, that our sorrow, that whatever we're facing in life can be overcome. And I would add, overcome in the power of Christ. Because there will be times that you don't feel that you have any strength at all. No endurance or perseverance from within yourself. That's when you can rely on the Holy Spirit to give you that nudge, to give you that strength that you need. And the second sentence from the SAMHSA statement talks about recovery being built on your strengths and talents, etc. The challenge with that, if you're not a believer, if you don't have a spiritual foundation, what happens if that talent, that gift, those resources, what if they evaporate? Because There are times in life where we lose the ability to do something we once could. Where a skill we had fails us. Where we don't see any value in ourselves. Even if those things slip away or are removed from us, we can hold on to hope. Because our hope is not in those things about ourselves. Our hope is in a person. 
in a relationship with Jesus. And that is not going away. That will never be taken away. Remember, he will never leave you or forsake you. And then finally, when it talks about the holistic need in recovery and how hope helps provide a holistic approach, that is so true. And I agree completely that we need to approach our mental health from a holistic standpoint. Because God created us to be a whole person, body, mind, and spirit, as created by God. Hope is essential. Hope is the first step. And you need to find it. I hope that this episode has given you some things to think about given you some insights into what it means to ha- to have hope in your life and if you have any questions or comments i'd love to i'd love to have you uh, post them or send them to me by email my email is carolyn at in god's corner.org that's my name c a r o l i n e at in god's corner.org find hope today. Next time, we'll talk about experiencing transformation, working towards recognizing victory. Victory is in the Lord. Thank you for joining me today. This is Carolyn Cooper with In God's Corner Ministry. Please subscribe and be a regular participant in these shows. I would love to hear your comments, questions, and suggestions. You'll find my email and other information in the show notes. Have a blessed day. Again, thank you for joining me.